the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. at Faith Talk 1360, faithtalk1360.com. And please go to our website, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all of the shows on podcast. Uh, after they've aired, as this is a listener-guided show as well. If you care to donate, you can do that on the website as well. I have a wonderful guest waiting to get into the room here and on the microphone, M.L. Morlock, with Behind hey. Me <laughs> with Behind Me Now Ministry. And um, M.L., it's certainly good to, you know, we've never met eye-to-eye, I don't think. We've talked on the I phone know. a ton. I know it's sad. Didn't you guys come to an orientation for ACT though? Yeah, we did. Ours was it was in uh, Dallas. Oh, that's right. You no, we haven't it. met. Okay. <laughs> so, it's amazing, but because we're so kindred spirit, uh, I don't get why we have not met yet. I know, I know. Say, uh, before we uh, get into your fascinating calling uh, and mission, uh, let let's take a little bit of time. I want you to take a little time and. And let our, our worldwide audience know how you got to this point in your life. Oh, my gosh. It's been a journey. <laughs> I know. It's been I, a journey. I, I opened up a dangerous door, didn't I? You did. And we only got 26 minutes. This is well, I'm getting robbed again. <laughs> well, you take take four or five. I don't care. Okay. Whatever it is, it is. Well, I have been... Uh, I'm a single gal here in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been here about 30 years, but my whole life is revolved around music, uh, worship. I'm an Air Force brat. We traveled many places, born in Texas, lived in Alaska. I mean, you name it, I've probably been there. But during that whole entire time, I had a definite call on my life for music, speaking, and that sort of thing. So, of course, I went right into teaching school, right? Stupid move. <laughs> Stupid move. I mean, it's, you know, the problem is, is when you are creative, um, when you're going into college, you don't necessarily always know how to funnel that. Yeah. Um, and so when you have a mom that says, hey, you're a girl. Why don't you be a teacher? <laughs> and when you're 17 years old, you go, Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I did. And I ended up going to Auburn University, got a, a degree in education. I've been teaching for many years in here in Nashville as a school teacher. And on the same time, I've been out, you know, 
doing and producing music and I've been, you know, I sing worship at many, many places and conferences and speak different places while trying to be a school teacher. And I was hating, I was hating my life in the public school system because it wasn't what I'm called to do. Yes, I'm a teacher, <laughs> but being stuck in a classroom with 23 five-year-olds, no, <laughs> that is just wrong. And that should never happen to anybody ever. Hey, I scared but, off my share of teachers, I'll tell you that. Oh my, God. you know what? I believe you. So, <laughs> uh, so you're in Nashville. Yeah, and in Nashville. I uh, by the way, I'm I'm an Air Force vet myself. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. So my, uh, go ahead. So you've been in Nashville how long? Thirty plus years. Wow. Can you believe it? Thirty-three years. Mm-hmm. So I want to yeah. begin by uh, you telling us where you you have the behind me now ministry. Yeah. And let's dive into that here for a little bit and and um, talk about the many parts from, you know, you've got many parts from humor to music to speaker and school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> We've already <laughs> talked about the school teacher part. Yeah. So tell and us. And we ain't going back. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I also ha- understand that sometime we'll talk about this more. But you've been referred to as the Betty Midler in the spirit. Bet Midler. Bet Midler. I'm sorry. Bet Midler of the yeah. spirit. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So we'll get there in a moment. But let's start on uh, behind me now ministry. What's that? Yeah. Well, um, when I was teaching school and wanting to quit, uh, and the <laughs> Lord was bidding me out onto to get out of the boat and realized that the school system is not my provider, but that he is, and that he was calling to me other things. I did quit teaching school. And when I stepped out, the the Lord started speaking to me. I was like, so Lord, do you want me now to take my music gifts and my speaking gifts and and just, just be focused on the church and take all my gifts there? And he's like, yeah, I want you to do that. But I also want you to take all of those gifts and go into the state penitentiary and take Bible and worship study and mentoring to the women behind bars. What? That must have come in a shock to you. That's what I said. What? (laughs) I'm like, you're not talking to me. There's no stage in there. There's no spotlight or applause. (laughs) But the truth is, yeah. That's And after two years of going, is this really you? Is this really you? So people don't ever doubt when you hear that small voice, you're wasting time. Don't waste time like I did. But two years later, I ended up going in. And um, so that's what Behind Me Now is about. Um, it, it's it's mostly I do worship and I go to speaking events. That's part of Behind Me Now. But the other part is taking Bible study and worship into our state penitentiary and more importantly, the thing that I really love is mentoring those girls when they get out. So it's what they leave behind yes. for the new, right? It's behind them now. Nice. And do you know what? I had the hardest time coming up with that name because for the longest time I wanted to call it ML Morlock Ministries. And and I just got to tell you this real quickly. I could not figure out what to name this ministry. And one day I was driving down the road crying over breaking up with my fiance, knowing that this is not the right guy and crying after the Lord. And I just literally was crying about it. And I said, Lord, 
I just wish this was all behind me now. <laughs> Bingo. There you go. Yeah. So that's how I got the name. You know, uh, isn't that only Jesus works that way, right? Right. <laughs> so right. I need you over here. I mean it. I need, I want you over here. Even when you've never been there, you got to follow that, right? You you really do. Yeah. And if you don't know anything about it, if it's his voice, he'll show you the way. And he'll teach you how to do it. So can I tell you how it happened for me? Absolutely. Okay, so for me. This is your show. Oh, this is all about me. All right. Stand back. <laughs> it is. So. For me, I, what do I know about going into the state penitentiary? It, it really was not about the fact that there would be no spotlight, stage, or applause. It really was the fact that I was scared, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, well, the only thing I know about those women is that some of them have killed their husbands, right? Mm. So what do I have in common? I've never even been married to, I don't have anybody to kill yet, right? So <laughs> anyway, no, I, I will not kill my husband. So anyway. I ended up, somebody put me in touch with somebody else that does exactly what I do at the state penitentiary. And that's usually how it works. He, The Lord will fix you up with somebody that might have already gone before you that you can go pick their brain from. Or he might call you out into open waters where it's, in a, that it's, where it's uncharted. But for me, he sent me, he got me connected with another girl named Judy. I called her. I said, hey, listen, I know you go and do worship and teach Bible study or teach at the chapel at state penitentiary. And I said, can I go in and, and watch with you uh, and just sit in the back? And she said, well, I've been hearing about you. What can you do? Oh. And I said, I said, well, uh, I can lead worship and I can lead a mean Bible study. <laughs> and she said, great. In two weeks, I want you to put together 30 minutes worth of worship and 30 minutes worth of a teaching. And I'm going, no. No, 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 no. See, I just want to go watch. I, I, I don't, I can't do this. I just <laughs> want to watch. She wouldn't let me off the hook. And two weeks later, I had to go in. It's like the Lord just threw me in the deep end in a way. And I, I took 30 minutes worth of worship in the women were crying. I took 30 minutes worth in a teaching. The women were crying. Afterwards, they would come up and hug me. Thank you for taking the time for coming, they would say. And I remember going out to the parking lot when I left and sat in my car and said, Lord, I don't know how to do this. Mm. I am called for working among the church and in the body of Christ. I, it's not that I don't know how to witness, it's, but I don't know what to say to these women. They are so far out of my field. Yes, I understand about drugs. I had my own day and smoking pot and all that. I get it. But however, I don't know what to really, really say to them. And the Lord said, start with this. Tell them I'm not mad at them. Ooh. And I said, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and so, he said, and the conversations so will open from there. And I thought, you're right, because probably most of the time they thought that not only have they blown it in society, blown it with their family, but they know they've blown it with the big mm -hmm. man upstairs, wow. right? Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna, I need to take a second here to remind our audience, if you're late yes. coming into this episode of The Rescuers, uh, my guest is M.L. Morlock with Behind Me Now Ministry. 
And uh, so ML, what's the oh, ML? <laughs> Mary. It's, it's- Mary Linda. Linda. I know you thought it was most lovely. <laughs> well, I would have said that, but it's or not. mentally lacking. <laughs> uh, we're in the same boat. So, uh, yeah. so, I, so here you are, uh, being a spirit leader. I, I guess the music followed you right along, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still doing that and getting ready to go back into the studio and love doing all that. Nice. So. Uh, when somebody referred to you as the Bet Midler in the spirit, it's <laughs> it's been said that your song is powerful in nature and worshipful mm-hmm. from a heart that's been broken and repaired. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, listen, being the age I am and been single all these years, you don't think I have some heartbreak? Yeah like everybody else has had. Mm. And I've been waiting a long time and I've been faithful and I have, I'm trying to make sure that I'm waiting for the right person. And that's another thing I'm getting called to go speak to is at singles events a lot, which is fine and dandy. But you know, after a while, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, but waiting is an act of worship. (laughs) So uh, if you really want to worship God, worship him, with the fact that you're willing to wait and tarry with him, however long the promises take, that is worship. It's in his is in his time, not ours, right? Right, yeah. right. But Bette Midler, if people know who Bette Midler is, people know <laughs> that she's a she's she's an incredible singer and she is an incredible actress. Well, I kind of I don't know how, but somehow, ah, 10, 15 years ago, I was speaking at a conference and they were like. You you act like Bette Midler on stage. I mean, because of your humor and this and that. And I mean, okay, first of all, the woman is not saved. You both have red hair. Well, she's kind of blonde. But at one point, she was red. I don't know. I don't know. We're able to change our hair color in an instant. You never know. That's that's awesome. So... um... You, you talked about a two-pronged ministry, and one of those is the prison ministry. The other is what we're talking about now, the, the worship leader, song leader, all of that, yeah. the music part, right? Yeah, yeah. I really love, I really, believe it or not, I love worship. But my favorite thing to do that I've been doing the past 10 years or so is being asked to come speak at an event. And, and I do love worship. It, I, I love it. It is my first love. I came out of the womb playing a piano, which was really, really painful for my mother, as you, <laughs> if you can imagine. But I seriously started playing the piano when I was like three or four years old. Um, and by ear, uh, just it was a natural thing. And then later on, they started giving me piano lessons. And before long, I was writing songs at a very early age. And so, yeah, music has always been a part of my life. Worship has been a part of my life. So that's what people at first was getting to know me as was the the worship. And they would say, oh, it's anointed and it's this and it's that. And, you know, that's all from the Lord, right? That's yep. nothing that I do. It's just something he does. But then about 10 years or so ago, I started stepping out and doing more speaking. And oh my gosh, I come alive when I get to get <laughs> out there and talk to people as to whatever, you know, because somebody can call and say, hey, can you speak on this? Well, 
no, I haven't yet, but if you want me to, I will, I will study into it. Tell me what you, what do you want it to be about? You know, and the Lord will really take me into some wonderful areas, um, you know, and give me what to say. And I, a lot of times I'll put together, I love visuals. So I'll put together a PowerPoint or if it's a retreat or something and they want a workbook, I'll put together a workbook for them and that they can follow along with. So, but I, I, yeah, I love that part of the ministry as well. So are these events mostly corporate type things or, or you get to in, in, in involved in some entertainment stage type things too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm not quite sure what the question is. Entertainment and corporate. <laughs> okay. Entertainment. Corporate's kind of funny anyway. That's entertainment. So anyways. when they invite you uh, to one of their conferences or event, whatever that is, mm-hmm. that's very, that's different than being on the stage and doing something else. Right. So here, here's, really. where, here's where I'm, I'm okay. going with that. All right. I also understand that you often are called adventurous. <laughs> I want you to uh, show us, give us an example of your adventurous side uh such as being said when when you're minister that you display uh, when you minister you display a direct playful spunky playful side <laughs> well so in other words when you speak and you're and you're you're god is with you all the time uh you're going to be very direct with that with yeah. god's message right Thank you for saying that, because I've always felt like I've had to go around and apologize for it. But I have learned that with men, they want the headlines, right? (laughs) Or the bottom line. That's true. They don't want all the fluff. Women, they like the details. They love the storytelling. (laughs) So I, when I do speak, it depends on what the audience is. But I have found, like I just spoke this past week and, and there's like 650 people they're full of men and women, and they were laughing along with me. But, you know, I got to the direct point of things. You know, I, I don't want to play around. I don't play around with the word of God. I don't play around with what his mandates are and what he says. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we just need to hear something that's direct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that absolutely. Will, that will pull us back on a path or whatever. It is loving, but because you're laughing with me and we're having fun, you don't realize how direct I'm being. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not that somebody w- would say, hey, wait a minute, give me a better understanding of what you just said. Right. They would never do that. I'm pretty clear. <laughs> I'm clear. But if they, no, yeah, they would never have to say, gosh, what is she talking about? Uh, but now and then, I don't think I've ever had anybody pull me to the side and say, what do you mean? But if they ever did, I'd say, go back and watch the video. No, I, I, I can't imagine anybody doing that with, with your with your manner, mannerism and <laughs> and uh, what God has called you to do. But, oh but spunky and playful side and adventurous. Yes. Adventurous. You keep bringing that up. You want me to go there, don't you? Well, what is it? Yeah, give, give me an example of that. Stupid stuff stuff that you should have no business doing like like one time when i was a teenager a girlfriend and i we picked up a hitchhiker just because he had a puppy with him you know my mom when she found that out she laid into me blah blah blah, blah. I bet. another time yeah right a bit adventurous it's like i it's like 
when I'm walking on thin ice, I wonder how thick it is and can I dance on it? You know, <laughs> um, like for instance, one time for spring break back in college, uh, a bunch of us were headed down to Florida, you know, Daytona beach, right? Cause that's where you go on yeah. spring break in college. Well, I was in a caravan with, with two other cars and, and we were talking on a CB radio. If anybody remembers those back <laughs> in the day, it tells you how long ago it was. Yeah. I was in college, but I was talking to an 18 wheeler <laughs> and, you know, and, and my handle was yellow rose of Texas. And I was saying, well, gosh, I would love to, I've always wanted to ride in an 18 wheeler. He goes, well, little <laughs> yellow rose, we're going to pull over here at this next rest stop and we're going to give you a ride. <laughs> wow idiot here oh said, my gosh okay no idea where okay, you're gonna so end up that's adventurous and i told the guy that was in the car with me i said here you drive my mom's car we were in my mom's car oh my so you gosh. drive my mom's car and and you know do not let me out of, don't let this 18 wheel <laughs> out of your sight whatsoever because i'm gonna get in with him and we pulled <laughs> over i climbed in with him we pulled out of the rest stop my mom and my friends pulled out behind me, but after a few miles, I noticed they weren't behind me anymore. You know why? Because they stopped to go to the restroom. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my! So that that's a great defini definition of adventurous yeah. uh, to the nth yeah. degree. So uh, and 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 then all, all everything you're saying falls directly into the name of your ministry behind me now. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, dare doing I'm, that today, would you? I would not. It's behind <laughs> me now. So, it's behind me now. So, um, and, and what about the music part of you? Uh, you you combine that with your worship as well. Uh, but t tell us a little bit more about your uh, what kind of musician you are, what kind of music yeah. you do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that, but... I am really just now coming back into that area of my life. Now, I've always gone out and done worship for people. And it is contemporary, but I got to tell you, I love the hymns. So no matter where I go to sing, if they want contemporary music and worship music, I'll be glad to do that. But you can believe I'm going to throw a hymn in there somewhere. Nice. Because they are so poignant. And we don't have them enough. And there's a way to sing them that is that'll bring you to your knees. And there's always, I mean, I've never been in a crowd where somebody was so grateful that I pulled out it is well with my soul. Mm. Or, you know, you know, when he is like a river attendeth my way. I mean, when they hear this, they they're sobbing before I get to the next line, right? <laughs> so, um, because we all have that place. Most people, it's somewhere in their upbringing. Oh, yes. And that song or another song will speak to them. Oh, Like yes. a worship song cannot. Yeah. So, yeah, so I do. And you play piano. Worship side, and I play the keyboard. That's your instrument. Um, mm -hmm. And when I say I'm just not coming back to it, I mean, I left I never left doing the worship, but I left recording and getting my stuff out there. I was uh, uh, offered a record deal and um, and years ago, and I turned it down because of some things that were going on with that label. And it was a big label. Oh. And, and, and there were some other hurts along the way in the Christian music industry. And I decided, you know what? 
I don't want to play with these people. They're too mean. And it wasn't that they are mean. It was that I was highly insecure back in those days. And I think the enemy used it against me. Right. Yeah. So I just did not enter in. I stopped writing songs. I stopped recording songs. And I just thought, well, I'll still do music by doing worship at places. And, and, you know, and I, I'm speaking now. So I felt very fulfilled. And I can but, see how you blend it all together. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. see, I got the best of both worlds, right? Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes I'm asked to lead worship and be the keynote speaker. That's a long weekend. Wow. Um, but um, but the Lord, okay, the Lord about a minute, uh, about a year or two ago started speaking to me and said, I want you to go back to your first love. Not only is it me, yeah. but the first thing I called you to, and that's music. I want you to wow. write and record and get it back out there. And that's what I'm currently doing. Hey, ML, we're in our last uh, couple of minutes yes. here. Uh, doggone it. Um, so if someone in our worldwide audience right now wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can go to my website, behindmenow.com okay. or behindmenow.org. I believe on there is a place where you can contact me and it should take them to my email which is, can I just tell it real quick? Do it. ML underscore Morlock, M-O-R-L-O-C-K at yahoo.com. All right. So, um, gosh, I, I just, I just, uh, sorry, we don't have more time. We're in our last one minute know. right now. But, uh, we got to do it again. You're surrounded with worship and music in Nashville all the time. And I'm, mm -hmm. I know that... Um, I know that there's better days. Uh, there's always better days for all of us, but uh, for you, uh, you're living it to the most, and, and God has you in a great place. And I want right. to thank you, uh, M.L. Morlock, for being on the Rescue Showers today. You know what? You are a rescuer. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's because I've been rescued, right? <laughs> there you go. God's blessing, and thank you very much. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.